Hello and welcome to Filmy Ladies. Today's episode is the next one in our Superstar series, and it is about Dimple Kapadia, whom we both love. Yes. Sooner or later, we're going to get to a superstar where one of us is maybe not terribly knowledgeable. That's actually already happened in my case. And then maybe even- In my case also, because for you, it was Vajanti Mala, and for me, it was Sushitra. Right. And maybe we'll get to someone that one of us is kind of like, meh about yeah in fact no we're going to uh and it's me and i'm not going to say who it is but we'll find out um and maybe this project will change my mind which is very exciting so dimple kapadia has got one of the weirdest trajectories i think maybe that we've definitely the weirdest we've spoken about so far i would say because to do one film become a megastar marry another megastar like the most mega of megastars to that time as a we taught (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) you don't know her biography please look it up I'm sure everyone listening does know but like I remember when I found that out and I was like what I know right (laughs) kind of creepy and it's also um I don't know just strange like she has the debut that everyone dreams of and then she often marries uh someone who turned out not to be a very good idea which I think anyone could have seen coming Yes. And it sounds like her family did and I'm sure everyone else did and was like lord (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then comes back 10, 12 years later with an absolutely um, huge run of all sorts of kinds of films. And we're going to talk about several different things. So I have rewatched Bobby, except for like a few, like 20 minutes in the middle where I fast forwarded. I have watched Antarine, which is a Bengali film that she did, because uh, mm-hmm. of course I went for that. And then I... I'm not quite done with, but have this morning been watching Ala Raka, which is as masala as can possibly be. And I love everything about it. And I can't wait to talk about it, even though I haven't finished it yet. I don't even know that movie. I don't think I've ever heard of it. I can't wait to tell you all about it. Pitu, what have you watched <laughs> or rewatched? I watched, um, I rewatched Sagar. Um, I also intended, I had good intentions of rewatching yeah. Kosh, which I remember seeing way back in the day and I had been very impressed by however Kosh has like a warring married couple which is Dimple Kapadia and Jackie Shroff and then their kid has cancer and I just was not sure my mental health could take that so I decided to just stay on the high note that was Sagar. Mental health issues are a thing for this uh selection of films because I intended to watch Zakmi Orat and I was like I feel like I've seen this but I don't remember but surely I would remember given what the plot is which is basically a sexual assault victim castrates men in revenge uh and I went to my files like literally like actually I don't know you're being metaphorical okay actual I'm not sure Um, oh dear I decided I did not have the stomach for that having a few years ago started it when I was watching several of these kind of rape revenge films uh and I couldn't get past another about a half an hour of it so I decided to leave that alone and went for the weird Bengali talkie film instead because I am me. Um, and yeah. then straight up Hindi masala, which is also I am me. So even just in the films that we have sampled, we have full tilt Hindi masala. We have sort of Hindi romance melodrama, if that's what you count Bobby as, which I feel, I mean, it's masala, but sort of not the action adventure kind, like a sort of romantic one. And then we have, you know, Rinal Sen, who directed the film yeah. we're going to talk about. We've got the more sort of Hindi art films or dramatic films that you're talking about. Uh, She's done everything. She has. <laughs> used to do a lot of kinds of things, including a Christopher Nolan film, right? So like she's yeah. she's really got a remarkable range of films. Even if you take aside her bizarre debut, she really has a remarkable career. But when you add that back in, it's even kind of more um, noteworthy and strange, I would say. I was actually thinking about her filmography and the only person that I could sort of parallel her with, and I'm not saying that they're the same level of stardom or the same level of talent even, but just in terms of their filmography, the only other person I could think of was Rekha. Just in terms of, you know, like Rekha has done Utsav, but then she's also done all those masala, like Mukadar Kasekandar sort of things, but then she's also done a movie like Kupsurad, but then like she's also done Kama Sutra, like sort of in that like a hand in every pie sort of thing that Rekha does. I think Dimple is the only other person I can think of in that sort of category. So. So let's talk about her career overall a little bit before we get into our films. Do you think she is equally strong overall in all the types of things that she's done? No, 
I think that she has certain strengths that when she plays to those, she's really good. Um, for instance, she did win the national award for um, Rudali, and she's amazing in that. It's it's not a movie I would particularly rewatch over and over because it's a little difficult, but she's amazing in it. Can we just interject here that we're recording yeah. in October of 2023 when Pretty Sanan has just won the national award? So like, yeah, let's not lean too heavily into any kind of award, either pro or con. Right, she won the film fair for Bobby, which I feel like is probably a little bit of an insult to the other women who were in the nominations that year for best actress. So I'm kind of like. Right. Awards like, eh. but I feel like at one time the national awards actually meant something. The person who actually destroyed whatever the national award was supposed to be is actually Sharvila Tagore by being on the head of the whatever the censor board and then making sure that her son Saf got the national award for Hamtham in a year that our Shahrukh had done so this. So I think after that it just kind of like nosedived. But I think back when she got it for Dali, they actually did mean something. They had some value. Now nobody cares about anything. <laughs> or at least I don't. <laughs> and I certainly don't care about the Vimal Pan Masala or whatever, whatever, Fair Awards or whatever. <laughs> but um, so she was like excellent in Rudali. She was excellent in Lakin. I do remember Kash and she was really good in that. Like Kash is, I wouldn't say Kash is exactly a remake of Kramer versus Kramer, but it, it has mm-hmm. some of those elements in it. And while I would not say that Jackie Shroff is is like in competition with Dustin Hoffman, I would say that Dimple was almost as good as Meryl Streep. Like Jackie and D- Dustin, I'm going to stay away from that comparison. But Dimple was great, Ned. Um, I also really like her when she plays this sort of like artistic, slightly bohemian, older, mysterious woman that people are pining for a lot, Del Chata head, that sort of thing. Um, and I love her in like, typical romantic dramas like in Sagar. Like Sagar is really a movie that just like celebrates her beauty. Mm -hmm. There are literally like slow motion shots of her gorgeousness. And it actually made me think of Botticelli's The Birth of Venus, Mm -hmm. where, you know, she comes out of the water and it's just, the movie is a three hour like love song to her gorgeousness, seriously. Um, So she's great in that sort of thing. And then she's terrible at comedy. Like, she's really, really bad in comedy. And in Sagar, when Kamal Hassan is doing his, like, cold comic shtick, she looks so uncomfortable and awkward. She's just kind of, like, stiff. And she's like, how am I, how am I supposed to react? I don't know how to react. It's like, she's so weird in the comic scenes with him. So I think there's some things she can do. She's also a horrific dancer. Thank um, you. I was about to ask about that. <laughs> such a bad dancer. And she's just, I don't know, she... She's really good in some things and then she's kind of weird in others. Like one movie I remember where she was completely overshadowed by a complete rank newcomer was Ramlakhan. So Dimple and um, uh, Jackie Shroff are the, the older pairing in that. And then the younger brother is Anil Kapoor and he's very like, Tapori types and his girlfriend is Madhuri. And Madhuri is like super young, barely two years into the film industry. And she just like kills it. And Dimple is so bad in all the songs and all the dances. Like in uh, what is that? Mujhe tum se hai kitne gile tum itne din baad mile. Oh, she's so terrible at it. So she's, I think if she was a better dancer and she had more comic timing and she was more filmy in a way, I yeah. think she would have become a bigger superstar than she is. I feel like you and I love her enough that we have coined her a superstar. I'm yeah. not sure a lot of people would agree with us. I, yeah, I would. I yeah. Would as well. I feel like purists are going to be like, so you won't do an episode on Meena Kumari. You won't do an episode on Hema Malini, but you'll do an episode on Temple. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll have to do Superstars round two and start back, and go through. Yeah. Like, I, I've been thinking lately, we didn't do Asha Parekh, and I think we, we did not have. So, like, we'll have yeah. to go back and get some of these other women who are also amazing. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm not sure that I would class Dimple as a superstar, but I, I do think she's very good in certain things. I think her impact is big. I think that's partly because of the film she was in rather than her, um, yeah. or at least kind of in combination, which... Maybe that's true of everyone who's got some amazing hits, you know, but I love that she is still working. I think she, her career enables us to talk about some really interesting things. I'm very happy to talk about her, whatever the, 
Yeah. <laughs> setting. Let's talk about Bobby. Okay. <laughs> you can't talk about Dimple without talking about Bobby. I have a very soft spot for that movie. I know that there's lots of issues in it and it's Raj Kapoor being Raj Kapoor. But it's also so brilliant in so many ways yeah. and then so dense in so many ways. But baby Rishi Kapoor and baby Dimple, I'm here for them. And also Arunai Rani being fabulous. I mean, to me, in this rewatch, I was like, oh, this is, I'm really here for Aruna Irani, even though I'm watching it for like my dimple homework, but I was most excited to see Aruna on the screen. Um, Tell me about the things that you think are great and then not so great about Bobby 50 full years after it came out. Holy moly. (laughs) There are things about it I think still seem fairly fresh and modern, which is quite remarkable. I think my absolute favorite thing about Bobby, because let's face it, it's just like it's a rehash Romeo and Juliet story. There's nothing new under the sun with it is honestly the casting and the chemistry. Rishi Kapoor and Dempel Kapadia in that film just look made for each other. Like, I can't imagine Rishi with anyone else and I can't imagine Dempel with anyone else. And I know that Rishi Kapoor and Neetu Singh is everyone's like kind of favorite pairing. I've always like shipped Rishi and Dimple rather than Rishi. But that's also because I'm not like the most gigantic fan of Neetu Singh. Mm-hmm. So I think the chemistry is so fresh. I love that if you're that when Raj Kapoor decided he wanted to make a teen romance to make himself feel better after the failure of Mera Nam Joker. I love that he cast these two very fresh-faced, raw people. And the fact that they're raw, especially Dimple is so raw in this movie, I think really works for me because she's she hasn't given her best acting in it. But I'm actually fine with that. I'm okay with her being this gangly person who doesn't know where to look and where her camera angles are. I find that endearing and cute. She's also incredibly young. Like I think she was 15 when she was cast in Bobby. And I think she was 16 in the actual movie. And she's just like really darling in it. Um, So that works for me. The songs are fabulous. I love how the songs are picturized too. Like Mujhe Kuch Kehna Hai. Um, And then um, Bahar Se Koi Andar Na Asake. The one where Aruna, her song. So good. Fasa. That's one of those songs where I thought, I want to watch this five more times and I want someone to write a PhD thesis on it, which is how I feel about Pretty Woman from Calhoun Aho. Right. Song. But like, there's so much happening in this song. I want someone to be like, frame by frame by frame, tell yeah. me what's significant and interesting and the- into other things. The music is genius because that song especially really ratchets up the tension. Like I've seen that song so many times. Like even if I'm not rewatching Bobby, I'm just watching the song. And it's like, you know, the, dun, 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 the, the drums, it just like, it just kind of echoes your heart. There's just this feeling of like doom. And I love that about it. Um, the, the sort of bad woman is the one giving the warning and she's right. And like, she's the only one who's looking out for him. It's crazy to me that she's his dad's mistress and she's in a way the only parental figure he has like she's the only one who's like telling him like run away no one else is gonna your dad does not give two shits about you I love that like her character in it is awesome and then um I love the the songs and the lyrics of it like even today people still quote uh because I I love the give and take in that song where he's kind of like you know like I'll give you my heart and then you give me yours and then she just says gay, 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 saiba. just take it away I don't I don't need anything love is not a business I actually love how that like embodies their backgrounds too because mm-hmm. he's like a lover boy and he's romantic and he has stars in his eyes and all the things but it still speaks to his background where it's kind of like I love you and therefore you love me and therefore we're a pair. And she's kind of like, no, it actually doesn't kind of work that way. You just sort of love the person you love. And people still quote from that. It's so Mm -hmm. iconic. And my mom um, was like young when this movie came out. And when Mm -hmm. she recently, so our really old 21-year-old cat died. And then my mom was like, very sad. And then she found a little stray kitten and brought it home during the pandemic. And then she, the kitten is black and white. And she sent me a picture and she said, guess what I mean, named the kitten. And I was like, what? And she goes, Bobby. And I'm like, but it's a girl kitten. She named it black and white because of Dimple Kapadia's polka dotted black and white top in that song, Mujhe Kuch Kena Hai. 
like that's the hold that Bobby has yeah. even on my mom's generation where she names her newborn kitten after the black and white polka dotted top that Dimple wore and Dimple's name was Bobby. So it's just, it's so iconic. Um, the things about it that I'm not a big fan of is how heavy handed it is. There's a lot of preachiness in it. Um, some of the acting by the older generation, like the mom and everything is like kind of weird and like over the top. So there's there's quite a fair bit of hamming in it that I don't like. But overall, I would say that Bobby still holds up for me. Mm. What about yeah, you? I was expecting it to be a bit of a slog because Raj Kapoor, but yes, <laughs> it was a very pleasant watch. I, I did fast forward a bit in the middle because I it's breezy I by his standards. Yeah. Two and a half. That is the breezy S. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is a romp by Raj Kapoor standards. Um. It, yeah, it's a little slow in parts for me, but otherwise it was, um, because as you say, the plot is so familiar. Um, and it, of course, this is this is one of those films where we can't not have seen the things that have come since then that have been influenced by it. So we come to it with, you know, uh, jaded eyes that its original authors or audiences didn't have. So, you know, this is one of those films where I really wish I could unsee the things I've seen, you know, to come to it more as people at the time did. But um, I think I can get why it was such a big deal and why it was so um satisfying to people and you know one of the thoughts I had while watching it was the parents are kind of right about some of the things and so to have to have the parents be kind of undone by let's face it teenage histrionics (laughs) yeah never decide anything frankly like yes the parents should let them date but that doesn't mean they have to you know get married and whatever whatever um yeah. they did by the standards of that time but i feel like they also i don't know they kind of do this thing of like setting it up to be i'm really modern but then is it in some ways like no but i i don't know because it upholds first love right which is a big thing and it yeah parents but his dad it. really is like very toxic and terrible like yeah. let's not forget Trying to get her, him married off to Farida Jalal, who basically has the mind of a child. Yes. So that's not just a dude that, which is, I think, one of the things that Arunairani is warning Rishi Kapoor of, where it's like, your dad is not just like a disapproving dad or a strict dad. He mm-hmm. is not a dad who looks out for you. Maybe mm-hmm. the mom does, but the mom doesn't seem particular. The mom seems very checked out, so... Yeah, it's it's interesting. And that yeah, that line that Farida Jalal has, at least according to subtitles, which is something like, the doctors, you know, I, I have the mind of a child, but the doctors say it'll be okay once I get married. Oh, that's yeah. gross, 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 which is why, by the way, I do not like Sadma. <laughs> All right. Hindi remake. Um, is that the Hindi remake? No, that's, which one is, Sadma is the Hindi one, right? I've seen, um, I've seen the Tamil one, so I don't know, oh, like, anyway, you're yeah, talking about right. the Sri Devi Um, Yeah, don't let, don't let mentally... We saw that pretty recently too. There was what was it in Kala? Was it in Kala where she's having like the breakdown yeah. of some sort? And then the the doctor yeah. did he say something to the effect of when you get married or when you're in a relationship, everything will be okay or something? And I was like, oh my god, it's like we're still doing this. Of course, it is like set in a pastime, but still. Yeah. Um, I also don't love that that Bobby herself you know, her, her self-introduction of I'm a 21st century girl and, you know, look out for my claws and no one can touch me and da, 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 is like all completely undone the moment they're romance. Yeah. Like she doesn't really, and at the fight at the end, she's just standing there screaming the whole time. Now, granted screaming does actually, I think help attract attention and get the police there, but like right. she is kind of defanged in a way, I think. Um, I don't know if she had fangs to begin with, though. She at least thought she did, you know? Yeah. It feels a bit like the typical, like, teenage bravado. Like, I I can't really take Bobby seriously because I just think of them as, like, kids, you know? Right. Right. It's not, like, it's... 
like Bobby to me is very teeny bopper compared to say Kayama and say Kayama Tak, which is essentially, again, the same story. But Amir and Joey's characters in it are older and mm. they seem older and they seem a little bit more mature. Whereas here, it's like, I just can't take <laughs> them as seriously because they're too, they just, to me, they're kids. Whereas the characters in Kayama and say Kayama Tak are not kids. Mm. So that could be part of it. Yeah. Um, tell us about, tell us about, Antarin, is that it? Yeah. So this is a Renaldson film based on a Manto short story. Okay. Um, which I have actually seen before, but barely could remember, other than um, scenes of Dimple on the phone. And in fact, I was talking with friend Carla, the filming glee, filming oh, yeah. blogger, about it, Indeed. and we jokingly refer to it as the Dimple on the phone film. Um, oh. This film calls out Hudita Pashan slash Lakin. What do you mean? References it directly. So the plot of this film is that a writer who is played by uh, the Bengali actor and director Anjan Dutt um, comes to stay at an old Haveli, basically. Uh, I think they're in, I'm assuming they're in Bengal because they're speaking Bengali. I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's going to stay there for a week, I guess, sort of ostensibly to get some writing done or whatever. In the setup, he's kind of talking about like, oh, I'm going off to this big palace and there's nobody there. And then the phone keeps ringing and he answers it. And it's Dimple, who, as it turns out, is just calling people at random to talk because she is in a horrible marriage. Her husband's away. He's It's good he's away. He's actually awful. But like, she's lonely and she wants to talk to somebody. So she's just calling people. Okay. They strike up this phone relationship. Um, and so like, she's kind of the ghostly princess that is she real, yeah. is she real whatever, whatever. And the, the film actually pointedly refers to it twice, at least twice. Um, so, so funny. Perfect film to bring to, to this podcast as it turns out, cause it has so much in common with things we've already talked about, but this is a so question. So yeah. was this movie made before or after Lakin? Be- after, after, sorry. Oh, so that must like, be so fun like for in- Dimple. What year is Lakin? I don't know. Like early 90s. Let me look this up really quick. I should have figured that out. Lakin is 1990. Yes, this is after that. Um, okay. A few years after that. That's um, fun. She is dubbed in this film, which I hadn't right. realized until I was kind of into it um, a bit. So in some ways, this is not as much a dimple film as uh, some of the others. But, you know, she does. One of the reasons I put this picture in the background of my Zoom is because she spends she does a lot with her hands, kind of like with the film, the, the phone cord and things like that. Like she's doing a oh. lot of physical acting, especially while she's listening to the other guy, you know, the guy talk on the phone. Um, so it's a really it's it's again quite breezy at about an hour and a half. Um oh. If you are a person who's like, ugh, Renal Sen, I really encourage you I like Renal Sen. Yeah, I would give I, I would encourage people to try this film. Um mm-hmm. It's available with English subtitles on Eintusen, perhaps other places mm-hmm. as well. Um, there are very few people in it. So there's those two. There's a caretaker at the palace and his grandson. And then her maid is there for off and on. And then a few other people pop up. But really, there's only these two people in the film. And it's quite interesting. And the ending kind of leaves a few things maybe uncertain, depending on how you interpret them. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's about isolation and loneliness and what does it mean to connect to people and does a connection for some time have to build it? You know, can you just leave it where it is? Does it have to build? Is it a just, is it sort of a waste if you let it go, even though it could go further, like all these, it, it's very mm-hmm. interesting. And I think, I think it speaks to um, obviously our pandemic times of isolation. you know this is entirely over the phone they never see each other Um, right and there are a lot of us who have very meaningful relationships of all sorts of lengths and kinds based on tweets or texts or things like that so it it, you know kind of presaged some things i think or even in the olden times with like the concept of pen pals right right yeah they are kind of basically pen pals in some yeah i don't think they ever even exchange do they exchange names I don't think they even exchange names. They like he she gives him her phone number eventually because at first she's calling him. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's a uh, it's really interesting and I think she does a a really lovely job with, you know, her face, her eyes, her hands, you know, that kind of thing and there's a lot of um, kind of body language stuff going on in this film. Okay. I, you know, I can't I think it's fascinating, and I've seen it a few times, when directors who mostly work in one language cast someone who does not speak that language. So I'm not really sure why 
that happened for this film. If anyone's heard that story, I would be interested to know. Um, maybe it is the the Lakin connection, but um, I don't really think that would be enough. So if you have to go then dub someone, like why? Yeah. The voice adds is so much of acting the way you speak. So I don't know why you do that. I've seen a Bengali remake of, of all things, the Rock Hudson Doris Day comedy Pillow Talk. Okay. <laughs> Rook Shake as Rock Hudson. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. That's that's an apt comparison. And he, you know, he, I think he's, I can't remember if he's dubbed. I think he is in that film. But like, why did you cast Farouk Sheikh in a Bengali film if he's not going to, like, so I don't understand why people do this other than, you know, if it's stunt casting, I kind of get it. But neither Dimple Kapadia nor Farouk Sheikh really seem like stunt casting to me. To me. So I don't know. I think that's fascinating. And um, especially if we have any Bengali film experts listening to this who or people who know more about Renal Sen than I do, which is not hard. I've only seen a few of his films. I'd like to know mm. more about why she in this. I don't think she's bad, but I don't think she brought everything that another person could have brought to the table. Right. She clearly right. does because she's dubbed. But. I feel much the same way as you do about like, I, it's always puzzling to me also when someone who works primarily in one regional industry casts someone who doesn't speak that language and then dubs them. Because to me, it's like, yes, their voice is such a big part of it. I think the only movie where I was completely into it and completely bought it and um, it didn't bother me at all was um, Kandu Konde Kandu Konde. Because that movie, and both Eshwarya Rai as well as Tabu are dubbed in it because neither of them speaks Tamar. So there, and the first time I remember when I saw Kandu Konde, Kandu Konde, because I'm like a gigantic Ishwara fan and I watched it and was like, that that doesn't sound like Ash. And then I was like, well, maybe it's because she's speaking Tamil. So like my ears are confused. And then I kept focusing. I was like, no, that's that's not Ishwara. And then Tabu also has a different voice, but like whoever did their voices did such a great job. That's the only one where I'm kind of like, okay, I get it. Because like Mani Ratnam and, you know, Raji Men and all these people like love Ash and I I have no issues with that casting. But yes, I always do wonder about that too. Um, I mean, what was, you know, obviously quite recently, like RRR, why is Ali Abad in that film? Why yeah. is it Afghan in that film, right? So like it happens. Um, yeah. You've watched another movie too, right? Like I was actually convinced you were going to rewatch Ajuba because I know how much you love it. I thought about it. I don't think I need, I think like I know I, I'm at one with Ajuba in some ways. Um, and she's good. She's good in that. Like she's not amazing. There's some, it's real easy to get lost in the shuffle of a juba. And I think, right. she, but it's more the role than her. But she's 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 fine. She's good. Um, I also started Alaraka, which is a very masala film by the son of Manmohan Desai, my favorite, you know, director. Okay. Arborish, among other things that we've talked about on this film. Um, so it's in this podcast. So that's his son. And it's the very, very 70s masala to me. We have babies who are switched. We have people killing each other's parents and taking revenge. There's a dual role dimple. So there's a kind of the preamble to this film is the first half hour where we have this sort of parental generation setting up the the danger, the, all the drama. So listen, listen to what happens in this. Wahida Rahman is a lawyer. She is married to Biswajit, who is a police inspector. He's actually, I feel like I, I this is a little bit of a Biswajit redemption story for me. Okay. He's totally good in this. And I think they gave him the right things to do. Um, there, there's Bob Christo as a, as a mob boss. who's just called Don. Cause of course he is. <laughs> Shami Kapoor is there. As is someone- he a doctor? No, he oh. he took the fall for Don for some kind of crime. So he's in jail. He's married to Aruna Arani. They have a baby. Wahida and um, Biswajit have a baby. Bindu is there working for Don. She ensnares Biswajit. Uh, and actually, I'm just now putting this together. She, if you've seen Bridgerton, uh, the first one. I've not. Um, I think she sexually assaults him while he's unconscious, frankly, because she's then pregnant. Yeah. Um, what so, is this movie? It sounds I, insane. Right, now that I'm thinking about it. Okay, yeah. So there's sexual assault in this film. Um, and then in the in the younger generation, it's Jackie Schroff um, playing the titular Alaraka. Um, oh, okay. It's kind of tapori, kind of um, dimple getting there finally. She is a TV reporter. Okay. documentary kind of like news feature film uh maker so she would go in our interesting jobs uh episode yeah. 
like we've touched on like half the people we've talked about in this podcast are in this movie, but it's really, really fun. I am. Um, I mean, actually, Shashadri, who I actually really like. I've, I've seen very few of her films, but I really like her. She's in it, too, as a sex worker. Um, much is happening. Much is happening. There it's are really no, much is happening. <laughs> yeah, there are no um, animal friends in it at this point. And also, as I was watching, I was like, you know what? it's really not right that prawn is not in this film. So I went to IMDb and they list him as being in it. And I was like, okay, good. But then it turns out it's just a clip of one of his films is playing characters oh. in the movie and, and Dimple and Rishi and prawn are in the scene. It's not Bobby. It's a later film, um, okay. which I haven't seen. Uh, and then anyway, anyway, so, so much is going on. And in this film, Dimple is introduced by, um, we see we're on the street and we see a lamppost with a movie poster on it and it's Bobby. Okay. And then they pan down and her back is to you. You can tell by the hair who it is. And then she turns around. <sighs> Does Dimple Kapadia have the best hair in Hindi films? Yes. In all of Hindi cinema. I think she yes. might. Yes. <laughs> I think she has the best hair in filmdom. Yeah. I have never seen anyone with more beautiful hair. It is so gorgeous. And in the words of Fleabag, you know, when someone says it's just hair and she's like, it's not. We tell ourselves it's just hair, but it's not. And we wish it were so we could think about something else. <laughs> but yeah. Hair is everything, she says. <laughs> and I feel like, I mean, I'm going to stereotype wildly here. I feel like Indian actresses tend to have extremely beautiful hair. Yes. Anyway, but she's like the top of the heap in my, in my. She's aspect. like the creme de la creme of hair. Like, I don't even understand like how her hair could be. Because I remember when I was watching Saga and I kept taking shots of her hair and it's so like floofy and blowy and happy. It like her hair is a personality of its own. And I kept taking shots and sending them to you. And I was like, look at her hair. <laughs> And, and one of the captions was, she is a goddess. She is <laughs> such a goddess. You know, her hair still looks amazing in, you know, things like um, <laughs> Ramastra and Patan. But one of my complaints about Patan was like, one of my few complaints with Dimple was like, why was her hair in that like bun? I was like, no, no, we need Dimple's hair. Like, you know, just swishing and swinging around. Her hair everything. is so everything that it had to be like contained to not distract. <laughs> it is too powerful. It is an Astra in itself. <laughs> National security is at play. The hair. Yes. Like, she has hair, Astra. No, Pitu, you know that it's women's fault if men get distracted by beauty. Yes. So yes. To put her hair back. Literally. <laughs> they should have done like a Samson and Delilah, like Hindi version. I think there is a Samson and Delilah old movie, black and white, with like Prithviraj Kapoor in it playing Samson. If I'm not wrong, I could be misremembering. Sounds so plays, to look. I mean, I know he plays Sikandar. Like, I know he plays Alexander the Great, but I feel like there might also be like a Samson and Delilah. I'll have to look it up. But if they were doing like a Samson and Delilah, Dimple, Dimple, cast Dimple. I don't care if Dimple yeah, is 75 years old. You have huh? to flip it because it's Samson's hair. That's the big deal in the story. So you got to. Yeah, we'll flip it. It's fine. Yeah, it'll, really it'll just be her. Because yeah. she could ensnare me. She could ensnare me. Let me tell you, I am weak. I am very weak. And if Dimple tells me to do something and her hair does, I'm doing it. <laughs> I have no conscience where Dimple's hair is concerned. But like, let me tell you about Sagar. Have you yeah. seen Sagar? No. Oh, I think, okay, so the plot is wafer thin, whatever. It's just a love triangle. Dimple loves Rishi and Rishi loves Dimple and Kamal Hassan is Dimple's childhood friend and he's always loved her, but she's not interested because she's friend zoned him. It's fine, whatever. And there's like <laughs> some backstory of like Rishi Kapoor's grandma being this evil capitalist person who wants to control all of the fisheries and everything. Who is and that? Who plays that character? Mother Joffrey. Mother Joffrey is so good. And Dimple Kapadia's dad is Saeed Joffrey. And so the husband and wife have a scene where Mother Joffrey comes down the marble staircase and she's very stern and horrible. And she's just like, Nicaldo is admiko. And then Saeed Joffrey is like playing like around and her servants are like manhandling him. He's like, log kya I was like, the Joffreys are fighting. It was so entertaining. Yes. Is she more badass than Aruna and Beta? She is frightening, actually, because right. her face does not move. She just is skinny and she wears these like long blouses and these very starched cotton saris and her hair is like in a bun and she wears kajal, that's it. And she's she's scary. Like Mother Joffrey is terrifying when she comes on screen. You're just like, okay, I will do whatever Kamala Devi says. <laughs> 
but it's great. I love the husband and wife showdown in it where he's screaming yeah. at her, but Amir Log. <laughs> And then guess who plays Dimples? Uh, guess who plays Kamal Hassan's kind of like surrogate mom? Like she's kind of raised him. Wait, Nadira. Oh, Nadira. Yes. She's so cute. She plays Mrs. Joseph and she's so darling. And there's like these scenes where she's so adorable. Like there's a scene where Kamal Hassan is just leaving without telling her where he's going, whatever. He's like, ja raho, Mrs. Joseph. And then Mrs. Joseph is like, ha ha, ma ke saath tum kyu time guzarega? And I'm like, She's so cute, so adorable. So anyway, so Bobby, uh, I mean, Sagar, wait for them, plot, who cares, whatever, been there, done that. But every single frame of this woman, she looks like a goddess. She's Botticelli's Venus. It is like her face was made for cinema. Mm -hmm. I mean, so the movie itself, Sagar means the sea or the ocean, and it's shot in Goa, I assume, because, I mean, it's set in Goa. And all these shots of her at the beach, her in a swimsuit, her in a chiffon dress. I don't, I tried to catch who the dress designer was because I was like, this just feels like his Bhanuvithaya, but it wasn't. It was just some random name where it was like Shabnam Dresswala or Subhash Dresswala or something. It was not anything I knew, but she's in like, these like like a blue chiffon dress and a yellow chiffon dress and her hair is just like blowing away in the breeze and she's just beautiful and rishi kapoor and her when they lock eyes it's just like y'all were meant to be and there is a slight reference to um bobby because there's that song umaria umaria is the wedding song and dimple kabadia says to kiran Varai, who's the bride and she says to her um Something, something, kuch aisa ho jaye, hum tum ho kamre mein aur chabik ho jaye. So she refers to the, to the song from Bobby. And they just look perfect. And poor Kamal Hassan has no chance. Like he has no chance. He's so cute and adorable. And he's kind of a manic pixie dream boy, if I'm being honest. But when you have Rishi and Dumpal on screen together, you can't look away. And it's Ardi Burman's score. And all the songs are picturized so beautifully, especially um, Sagar Jesse Ankhovali, which is in a bar. Rishi Kapoor is like playing the guitar and she's just sitting there watching him like this. Like there's literally one scene where she goes like this. I was smiling <laughs> at the TV the whole time. I was like, ah, I was like, you know, the heart eye emoji. I was that. It was so nice. Is some of this just Bobby carryover? <laughs> No, it's just Dimple Kapadia looking so goddess. Looks like a goddess. Can't take your eyes away from her. It's just the camera loves her. And she is styled so beautifully. She's wearing these like minis, like mini skirts, like tight little mini skirts and chiffon blouses and chiffon dresses. And it's just, I mean, it's like, how could you have walked away from the movies? You were made for this. <laughs> and I wanted to like see what she did in those interim years between Bobby and Sagar. And it's just, there's this song in it, which is hands down the most erotic song that has ever been filmed in Bollywood, I'm convinced, which is Jane Dona, where she's wearing a red chiffon sari and she's wearing a blouse, which is like backless. It has those like dories along it. I actually have a bright red chiffon sari and a backless blouse with the dories on it. That was the first sari I ever bought. Because I was like 15 or 16. And in India, when you have like every year, you have this thing called Rose Day. And technically on Rose Day, all the girls wear saris. It's not mandatory, but like it's just a thing. Everyone does it. And I said to my mom, I don't want to wear any of your saris. So my mom was like, okay, well, then we'll have to go buy one. And I said, I want a red chiffon sari and I want a backless blouse like in Sagar. <laughs> so like. So stunning in it. That movie is just, if you're a Dimple Kaparia fan, you have to watch it because she's just beautiful. And Rishi Kapoor is beautiful. And I was very sad in his songs because like he just looks so handsome and sweet and I missed him all over again. So very nice movie. I loved it. I fast forwarded the fight scenes, whatever. I don't care about the fisheries <laughs> issue. Could not care less. And poor Kamal Hassan. I was like, okay, you are very sweet and you are a manic pixie dream boy and you have golden retriever energy and I'm sure there's someone there for you. But do you not see these two people are made for each other? Get out of the frame, boy. <laughs> so, yes. Um, I think Sagar is still my most favorite Dimple Kapadia movie of all time. Mm -hmm. um, of all the films, because I feel like you and I are both quite familiar with her filmography, what movie would you rate as your favorite Dimple movie? 
um, for her performance, uh, I'm, I'm sure this might get people to raise a shoe at me or something, but I think it's Dil Chatehay, actually. I like her in that. Why would people it's, raise a shoe at you? Well, I, do, I mean, because it's not her film, right? And oh. it's kind of a secondary character, but I think that she is so good in that role and as Tara and that she is... Um, I, I mean, we've I've said this multiple times in the, over this podcast, like the older I get, the more interested I am in seeing some of these characters who are roughly the age that I am. And yeah, um, you know, someone who has some regrets in her life, someone who's trying to do better, someone who's dealing with an illness. Like it's just, um, there's a, there's so much, um, I don't want to say baggage, like in a flip way, but this woman has been through a lot and is going through a lot and is trying and also finds some lightness and love in her life. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, you know, and like being the muse for an artist is a little like, like, but, but I still really, I still really like, I forget what her job is in the film, but I, you know, not that you have to be defined by your job, but I feel like she's an artist or something. Isn't she an artist in that movie? An artist too. I can't remember. So how can I say this is my favorite film for her? And I can't even remember what some of it, but mm. you know, anyway, I, I, I just think that that's such a really lovely role and the way that the film of course uses that as a catalyst for other, other things happening is, is interesting. And that's kind of beside the point, but I, I think for her performance, it's probably that. Mm. Yeah. I think I would say performance wise, because Sagar is not about performance. Sagar is just about like gawking at her exceptional once in a lifetime beauty (laughs) just vibes just vibes um no i think my favorite dimpakapadia performance would probably be her role in luck by chance so it's funny that you and i are both mentioning akhtar movies i love especially the phrase that who says this i think rishi kapoor says it in luck by chance someone refers to her as a crocodile in a chiffon sorry yeah that's right that's right (laughs) which I love. She's just so good in that film as this very like pushy star mom who desperately wants her daughter Isha Sharmani to become a heroine. And, you know, she's so sort of like pushy, but also pretentious, but also so open about like, she's so craven. And at the same time, you know, that she's been through a lot of shit, like, you know, yeah. that the, the film industry has treated her like crap but she still wants her daughter to be in it. It's just very interesting. And it's, um, I like that it didn't come across as caricature-ish because in the hands of, um, like, for example, if you'd cast Kiran Kher in that role, she would have made that a complete caricature. Like, I'm not a Kiran Kher fan. But I think because it was Dimple, it was a little bit nuanced, where it's like, even when you know that she's being awful and pushy and aggressive and being one of those typical like star moms and momagers and you know all of that um you still know that there is a person who has been through the ringer and she just brings all this like nuance to that character where you can have sympathy for her while at the same time thinking she's deeply problematic um and she's humorous she makes you laugh when she's on screen even though you also cringe at her so it's like she elicits all these emotions and it's not a very big role. I mean, you know, like by chance is not about her, but she makes an impact in it. And I, I think that's interesting too, that both the films that you and I have mentioned, she's not the star, but what little she has to do, she does it exceptionally well. She is, so he, I want to, a word came to mind that I feel like is a word we use about men actors all the time. And I myself don't really think of it with women and why don't I? Um, she has some gravitas, right? Yes. She um, does. And I think that's also why she's bad at comedy, just FYI. Yeah, maybe so. And I guess in Bobby, she's too young to have gravitas, so it, it's fine. But um, I think that's maybe one of the things that I'm responding to about her is that she is one of these women you can bring in to bring in bring in um, some heft, some... some um, like some spine, some integrity. a little bit of seriousness, integrity. Yeah. No, I'm saying integrity about the kind of thing you're even in the role that you're talking about. So like she yeah. does have her own innate sense of that. And I get, yeah, that that is maybe why she doesn't work in masala as well either, at least yeah. as I've seen. Um she may look the part, but she her sort of her vibes <laughs> are something. Yeah. Or, and it's not that they're heavy necessarily. It's just that she's kind of got a a I don't know. It'd be like, it's a little bit like asking Suchitra Sen to do masala. Like, yeah. I, I don't think anyone would really. Like do she that. seems a little 
puzzled. Like she doesn't know what she's supposed to do. Like I said, even in Ramlakan, you know, like she's fine in the serious scenes in Ramlakan, but like when she's confronted with Anil Kapoor's like tomfoolery, she doesn't know how to react. She's kind yeah. of like, like how do I react to his yeah. like ness You know, like she's just kind of at a loss for it. Whereas Madhuri just kind of like takes it in her stride, and she's like just he's just just participate in it you know she kind of doesn't know but it's weird to me that she does so well in jambas because anil kapoor also has a lot of tomfoolery in jambas and yet somehow i mean the that tone is so me. different right There's, the tone is there's different. lightness about jambas it is yeah oily and fireball-y <laughs> drug fueled yes <laughs> i was watching alaraka i was there's a song where she and jackie Shroff are, are dancing around and and the whole thing is kind of structured around filminess and like, oh, be like a hero and love me like in the movies and like, and they go to the movies and there's posters in the background. And it's really cute. Um, and I, I was thinking as I was watching, this is, it is very rare in a mainstream Hindi film before Rithik Roshan mm. <laughs> that the man is a better dancer than the woman. Right. And right. I have not seen a ton of Jackie Shroff films and I, I don't, you know, I I don't know how he ranks as a dancer, but very the, bad the stuff that they're doing, which maybe is more of this like movement rather than dance. Do you draw that right. line? But he still oodles better than she <laughs> is. And it's um watching it, I was like, oh, she's not selling this. Like it's a cute song, and I would I would encourage people to rewatch to watch it if they haven't seen it. And, <gasps> and and he's really fun. And they're doing the kind of like where you walk like this. Kind oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, but she, she's not even doing that very convincingly, I would say, um, nor could I, but I'm not a Hindi movie star. So I don't know. What expects me to. Um, but, yeah. So that was interesting. And I was like, that'd be a fun conversation to have like the songs in which it's a man and a woman pair and the man is a better dancer, like almost never happens. Right. right. <laughs> I think that, I, I think though, that uh, Rajesh Khanna was like a much better dancer than some of his co-stars, which I'm not saying Rajesh Khanna is like a great dancer, but like okay. when you pair Rajesh Khanna and Sharmila Tagore, for example, yes, he's better. Mm. You know, so there's there's a fair bit of like Rajesh Khanna movies actually, because he always had like great songs yeah. where him and his heroine, he's often the better dancer. Obviously not with Mumtaz. Mumtaz is always going to kill it. But a lot of times um, he would be the better one. Um, you know who else is a terrible dancer that I always laugh when I watch the song? I watch the song a lot because I really like it, but it has like two terrible non-dancers in it. It makes me giggle. It's, I think the movie is Lavaris. It's that song, Yahalla, Yahalla. Oh yeah, Allah. It has Vinod Khanna and Rocky. They're so bad. <laughs> And it's not even a song that has like some complicated choreography. You literally just have to bop up and down and look like you're having a good time. There's not really much choreography. You just have to do yalla, yalla. Oh, yeah, Allah. Just smile exuberantly. And Rocky is so like uncomfortable. And Minot Kanna is so uncomfortable. And it just makes me laugh. Those are people I love. That makes me, I've seen that film, but I don't remember this song at all. So I'll put You have to see the song. It just it might makes be too me biased. I might like it anyway. <laughs> no, they're very cute in it. They're cute yeah. and charming. Vinod Khanna just looks like a million bucks, like, hello. But it's just funny because of how that easy, easy choreography gets, like, you know, lost in the shuffle, literally. Um, any other? How do you feel about Dimple's um, latest movies that she's been doing? Have you seen Tenet? No, I haven't. Um, I haven't either. No, I, I like what she's up to. And, you know, seeing her back to back in Brahmastra and Patan was what I did not know that was happening. And I was pleased. And yeah, she's <sighs> just, she's just someone I am always I'm always happy to see. And her sort of. Um, I should have thought of a better word in advance. I'm just going to say boss. You know, I like, yeah. that. I like her as that. I, you know, she's very convincing. Um she brings something to it. I have no, you know, I don't, I believe her as the head of national security, some sort of covert national security wing more than I believe her as a, <laughs> you know, a sort of masala heroine in her yeah. or whatever. So um, I can I, buy her as like a scientist and stuff like yeah, oh, that's very believable to me. Despite the completely famous, very girl 
debut she had. She was a girl. Mm. The character is yeah. a girl and she is a girl. She is another of these women who is to me a woman. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is an adult with experience and who demands respect and all those kinds of things. And I so it's, yeah, I like that energy that she brings and when that matches the role, which it seems to fairly often, um, it's great. Yeah. The most recent thing I actually saw her in was a Tu Juti Memakar, where she plays uh, Ranbir Kapoor's mom, and it's a very Karen Kheer-esque role. She plays this very like loud, over the top Punjabi mom, like just very. It's it's very Karen Kheer, and the movie itself was extremely irritating. Um, so she was also irritating. She basically just screams in the movie. It's like everything is at a very high pitch all the time. Um, and I I'm not hundred percent sure why she did it, but I was like, okay. Um, so that was the most recent thing I saw her in, but I don't think she should try to do these like shrieky mom roles. Well, speaking of Karen Kerr, where is she? She's been suspiciously missing. And it's like other people have been doing the roles that she famously used to do. Um, and so I don't want to see more of that from Dimple. You know, um, I don't want her stepping into Karen Kerr's shoes or anything like that. I want to see her more as like, you know, the the senior person at the head, like at the top of the command of whatever. It doesn't always have to be like national security or whatever, but like she could be the the head of the department of gynecology in a hospital. I don't know. But, you know, I would love to see her as someone who is this experienced career person who has something important to say. Um, I think that's kind of where she shines and I'd like to see more of her um, do that. Is uh, Who is your favorite pairing with her? Uh, um, I would have to really go back and think about that and I should okay. have in preparation for this. I mean, I know I'm supposed to say Rishi Kapoor and I think they're good together. Yeah. I, I like him with many people. Um, yes. So and I am a Nitu Singh mega fan, but I don't even I she I like them together very much, but I like him with basically everyone until the yeah. start to get really glaring. I find him pretty yeah. as a romantic hero and um pretty fun. And obviously he's great at songs and that helps with kind of cementing a pairing, I think. Yes. So I don't I don't really have an answer for that, I suppose. Um and maybe the roles that have stood out for me for her a little bit more are not romantic ones particularly. So yeah. I'm like, yes, Dilta Tahe that she's there because of a romantic interest, but there's more to her than that. Even though that's yeah. fabulous for some of the other stuff in the film. But like so I, you know, yeah, I'd have to really think about that. I don't she's not gonna be my go-to for a romantic lead, I don't think. I would I would say there are many people who can do that better, I would say probably than yeah. But I don't I don't think she's bad at it necessarily. I just maybe that's just not what stands out to me, I guess. Yeah. It took a long time to say, I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, I don't necessarily think of the thing with Dimple is that she's kind of unslottable. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like she's not necessarily like this is gonna sound very dismissive, but I don't mean it in a dismissive way, but she's a bit of like a jack of all trades, master of none. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like when I think of like a heroine and a superstar, I think of Rekha, right. you know, like romantic movie, Rekha's your go-to. Revenge drama, Rekha's your go-to. When I think of like glamorous and like brings it and just like phenomenal dancing, Rekha, or when I think of like sort of like epic vibes, I think of Vijanti Mala. When I think of like more like steady, but still very, very heroine-ish, I think of Vahida Rahman. Like she's the thinking heroine, but she's very filmy still. Yeah. Um, with Dimple, it's kind of hard to slot her. Like she's not quite an art film heroine. She's not in the leagues of like the Shabana Azmi and the Smita Patas, but she's also not like filmy, filmy. But she's just too much of an oddball, I want to say. Um, and I, I think that's also why she does not actually have those legions of fans that these other actresses do. Like, you know, when we get like, when I get direct messages in my Instagram or we look at comments on YouTube, people are like, oh, I can't wait until you do a blah, blah episode or like a whatever episode. Dimple does not elicit that sort of like fandom, I think, because people don't know what to, what to hook into. 
kind of. Um, but I think maybe that's her strength. Maybe that's what makes her so versatile and prevents her from being typecast because she hasn't really been typecast. Yeah. I've, Although, has she ever played a villager? Yes, Rudali. Yeah. Lakin. Okay. Yeah. I have two quick things I want to say. One is we have reached it. We have done it. There is what? A, there is no Dev Anand in this. <laughs> Yay! As he turns 100, we have turned the corner on the Dev Anand influencing people's career, particularly era. Yes. And we have Raj Kapoor, but okay, he's still here. <laughs> still here. Um, I think, so we don't particularly talk about film gossip very much on this, on this podcast, yeah. but fine by me because that's not what I'm interested in. However, we have got to talk about just briefly, I think, wh- what in the world <laughs> marrying Rajesh Khanna when you are approximately 16 years old. Yeah. It's obviously horrible. Yeah. They never divorce. It's he's, such a weird he's very relationship. Right? Yes. As far, as far as I've understood. Very controlling. He is, you know, his superstardom is something that I truly cannot get my brain around. I don't get it. Um, I get it. Just this slew, this ocean of films of his in the second half of the 70s and onwards that are things I'm assuming he booked when he was more, you know, more popular. And then he just tanks and he's just in this morass of I've actually seen some of these films and I don't I don't think all of them are bad and I don't think he's bad in them I actually have this like mini series on my blog called like the decline and fall of Rajesh Khanna oh. <laughs> um which is actually really interesting and I would like to kind of dig into that at some point but like she's not filmy and then yet as a as a performance vibe but then she does the most filmy thing you can imagine which is Mary yeah. the biggest superstar to that time basically um in a very filmy way and then it's horrible so like yeah it's just it's it's i try not to let that influence how i think of her as a performer but it is a really fascinating piece of history and um how the why as like you know of course if you're 16 you're going to marry the biggest heartthrob ever but like no i mean but maybe i i don't know it's just it's so strange well, the the parallel to that, and it's actually, I I think it's not so much the circumstances of her marrying him, uh, like a much older superstar or whatever. It's the fact that the marriage was so bad. I think that makes us look at it in such a bad light because there's actually a parallel to like Dimple and Rajesh. And that marriage was actually lauded as a great one. And that's Saira Banu and Dilip Kumar. Mm-hmm. Same situation. Very, very young Saira Banu. Dilip Kumar is actually like a relative of hers. And she was like madly, madly in love with him. I actually follow Sarabanu on Instagram. Her Instagram is great. I highly recommend to follow. She writes all these like long nostalgic anecdotes. It's actually really cool. Um, gives you lots of like info. And um, she was madly in love with him. And he proposed to her on one of her birthdays and a, like asked for her hand in marriage from her grandma. And her grandma said yes. And then Sarabanu married him. And then some of Sarabanu's best work she did after marrying Dilip Kumar. Um, Um, But then she did sort of like retire at like the peak of her career. And then much later, she did a few movies here and there because he asked her to star in them or whatever. It's the same thing, though. Very young girl, really raw, marries this gigantic superstar who's way older. But the reason we don't see that as problematic was because they were clearly very deeply, madly in love with each other. Although Dilip Kumar did have a blip that no one talks about because no one wants to speak ill of him, which is he did um, have an affair with, and I believe a second marriage with a woman called Asma. And then Sarban was devastated. And then he like, I think, divorced her or whatever. So there was that one blip that happened. Um, But by all accounts, it sounds like it was like a very happy and devoted marriage. And he wasn't like crazy and awful like Rajesh Khanna was. But I, I can't say like if I was 16 and I caught the eye of some gigantic superstar like Shah Rukh or something, I probably would want to marry him too. Cause you know, you're young, you're stupid. Your hormones are raging want to and do it are different. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, and I'm sure my parents would have locked me up in a room and be like, absolutely not. This is not going to happen. Also, it wouldn't have been legal at that time. Um, but yeah, I do. I don't find it that strange. I think people do get like swept away and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, 
Shahid Kapoor and Meera Rajput are also like a weird pair and I don't know. Um, what I find even weirder is that they got divorced and then she decided to come back in the movies with Sagar. That was her comeback movie. But then they never, I think they either didn't get divorced or whatever, but they stayed really good friends. And like she actually kind of took care of him when he was super sick and when he was ailing and she was there at his funeral. So it almost seems like at some point they made their peace with their relationship or equation. And maybe she just needed to leave him to live her life the way she wanted. And she was probably like, you know what, go and have all the affairs you do. I'm out by peace. And she just like peaced out. And then maybe they could be friends. It's interesting. I would actually watch a movie if someone made it on a topic like this. I would be a great film. Yeah. But yeah, I always found that weird too. I mean, the difference I think between them and then um, Sarah and Dilip is that that Sarah was never the level of star that Dimple became at Bobby, right? Really? No, I think Sarah was a big star. Like with Jungli, which was her first film that she did with Shami Kapoor, she was like... I think so. I think she was definitely like a big phenomenon. Somehow, you know, Dilip Kumar's stardom maintained way, yes. you know. So oh, yeah. I just kind of went, and then <laughs> just went, and just stayed. So, yeah, I think there's something about the um, <gasps> tank of failure in a way is kind right. of, I think their marriage was tanking way before that happened. I think, I think if I have my chronology, right. So yeah, I agree. I would love to see the biopic about, about this someday. And um, I think it's got to be a long time. I think a lot of people would have to be dead before this, whatever. Yeah. Happen. Yeah. But the only person who is messy enough to take this story and make a movie out of it while some of the key people are still alive is Mahesh Bhatt because Mahesh Bhatt respects no one. <laughs> Mushbat will do anything. He has no conscience. As we will get to when we do the Parveen Bubby episode. Yes. Um, I didn't have a lot of feelings about him before I read about that. And then <gasps> now I hate him with a fiery passion. Um, Talk about taking advantage of someone. Like you have taken this poor woman's story and remade movies over and over and over. Like Earth and then Fir Teri Kahani And then there's elements of it even in Gangster. Like Kangna Rana's character in Gangster is like loosely based on some of the you know episodes. That, and I'm just like, move on, man. She's dead. She can't defend herself. It's just, it's so tacky. Like, come on. Yeah, I, I hate, I loathe Mahishbhad. But we will we will reserve our ire and our wrath <laughs> for the Perfect Bobby episode. <laughs> I I hope that people who listen to this will tell us their favorite dimple performances because this is it, it is a, a fascinating filmography. Should we watch Tenet? I'm sure all the Maybe. film bros, if there are any film bros listening to this, obviously we know their opinion about Christopher Nolan. Um, but if there if you are not a film bro but still like Tenet, you could talk to us about that. Um, I think doesn't she play like an arms dealer or something in Tenet? I think, which I, I buy her as. I can buy yes, her as an arms dealer. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's, she's like shipping off machine guns. Her signature <laughs> on the piece of paper is going to get some stuff. Yeah. Like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> her on the phone right now behind you. Yes, I would like to order all these tanks and also these machine guns and bombs. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs> my, I'm lounging in my. I don't even know what city she's in in this. I assume she's in Calcutta. I don't actually. So in this movie, because she's at home and she's calling people, is she basically wearing these maxis? These like Indian night dresses throughout? Sorry. She's usually in saris. Oh, she is. Okay, okay. Because mm -hmm. I was going to say, that is the most glamorous I've ever seen anyone look like. It looks like she's in a maxi. How is she looking so glamorous? She is in this one. I can't I can't remember. But yeah, it's the hair. It's the hair. And it's not. It shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> I believe you can't see her hands in this picture very well. But I believe she also has like frosty nail polish on a lot because it's the early 90s. So like it's a, it's a very, you know, you can tell it's from a certain time period, but it is still beautiful, which is, uh, yeah. you know, sort of a, a time. Jambas. You know, so I, I don't, I have very mixed feelings about, should we talk about actors, physical appearances and like on the one hand, no, but on the other hand, they, I feel it, like it's fair game as long as one is being they, respectful. You know, they their, yeah. They use their bodies and their faces and yeah. you know, to look at them. I, I don't know. It's, it's complicated. I still feel in a complicated way about it, but I do think, so like when I first, 
sort of started watching Hindi films and kind of learned about who she was. She, to me, is not one of the great beauties of Indian cinema, yet, in a way, she also is. Like, she's a little bit unusual looking in a way. Very. Only slightly. We are talking only slight derivation from, yeah. like, beauty's the beauty norm. standards or whatever. Um, but the fact, you know, she she's just not... It's not like, to me, it wasn't like Zina Daman or Parveen Bobby, where you're like, <laughs> bam, yeah. a mo- you know, this woman was a model, but also she's, she's kind of distinctive looking in a, in a very interesting way. And, and, um, but is, but is, um, the camera loves her. And I think she loves the camera in, in certain films, especially right where she knows where to look and things like that. Cause as you say, in certain things like comedy or when she's opposite no. sort of manic dudes, it's like, she doesn't, she doesn't respond well to that um yeah but she is she is very stunning on camera to me her face almost is not is not human it's more like a like a pixie or an elf Mm -hmm. like when you you know when you watch like fantasy movies or whatever and then it's like the heart-shaped face with the pointy chin you almost want her to have like longer like elongated like elfin ears there's like a a little bit of like a fake quality to her um which i think is different whereas like if you look at like to me i'm completely biased because she's my favorite actress of all time but to me Bahida Rahman's beauty is very like classic but also very earthy mm. you know like like she's a flesh and blood woman she's an earthling you know and then Dimple Kapadia's face to me is a little bit like you know it's a bit like Lord of the Rings or science fiction-y or something like that it's it's there's like an elfin quality to her that makes her very different looking like she does not have like very typical Indian features where to me a very Indian beauty is Vijantimala. Vijantimala is like the gold standard. Like when you look at um, old Indian artwork, like when you look at the, the frescoes that are in Ajanta Elora, or, you know, if you look at the sculptures in Kajurahu, that face, that is a Vijantimala face. Mm-hmm. That is like the classic Indian beauty. That's what the norms of beauty are. And then you can deviate a little bit from Vijantimala, but that is the norm. And Dimple is a far cry from that, you know? So there's there's definitely like a very, I hate to use the word exotic, but to Indian eyes, she looks a little bit exotic in an elfin kind of a way. Of the people we've talked about in our series or even just more on the podcast, I feel like Nargis also fits that a little bit. Yes. Right? She's not sort of standard beauty either. Yeah. She's in that like Catherine Hepburn mold where Catherine Hepburn was not considered some like great beauty either. Like she was, I think some uncharitable people even called her like mannish and stuff. So Nargis to me also is in that, is in that mold as well. Yeah. That's interesting. Please, please do uh, tell us what Dimple films we should watch and what you think her unique selling point is. Cause we didn't quite dig into that in this in a way, but like huh? maybe being unpinned downable is a, a unique, is a strength in some ways. So it's interesting to talk about that. Yeah. She's like a butterfly. She just like flits from one genre to another, one character to another, and she doesn't want to be pinned down. And that's great. That's great for us. Like boss butterfly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's a boss butterfly. She's a butterfly in a pinstripe suit. <laughs> Well, on that amazing image that we just gave you, um, we're going to say goodbye. So thank you for watching Filmy Ladies. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And we will see you next week with another episode. Bye.